let's go. But season two. Season two? What about that season one rap party? <laughs> Wild. Yeah, Wild well, the only thing yeah, there was me and you and, and sound effects of other people. Oh, honestly. Yeah. I, that's going to stay with me for a long time. I know, and some of the, the chaos. Uh, well, I saw the next morning when I woke up, there was a... A ring left from one of the drinks really? on, on one of the coasters. Yes, yeah, so. that, that might have been me. I, I, know. I, I know it was only cocoa, but oh, I just got a bit wild. And you know? uh, well, you can't help it, and you you're partying <laughs> that hard uh, that you that you Lucas aiding you. I mean, I must have had two Lucas aids. <laughs> well, I was a bit worried. You know, when you opened the second one, mm-hmm. I'm thinking he's going to. Really I know. I know. I saw your eyes, and <laughs> but I thought, well, I'm not going to. I'm not going to rain on his parade. Not yeah. now. Well, I didn't know what it might. If I stopped you, I didn't know where we'd go. <laughs> well, I'm I'm fully recovered uh, now. Well, it has been six months. So. Six. Has it been six months? <laughs> That's how long it's taken me to get through it. Yeah. But but this won't be six months, will it? To say we uh, our point time reference because we don't know when this that's true (laughs) (laughs) so we're pretending (laughs) this just might be like one of those you know when I've noticed this recently on TV programmes particularly because you can download a whole series when as soon as the first one's released Mm, yeah Yeah. that the gaps between series is much shorter like when we were kids and stuff we had to wait ages for the next series to come out and you, you almost forgot that it was there and stuff now some some shows do have that sense of anticipation. Game of Thrones still has the once this once this series is done, you're basically waiting another year for the next. You know they do that. Fortitude was something similar as well. Right. But um, yeah, we, and and Tales of the Unexpected would have been no different. You'd have been waiting some time for that next series to to finally go. But well, Elle was saying to me because we were talking about new series of Inside Number Nine, mm. and she was saying that uh, she's, it's a pity that we can't just get the DVD and watch them all rather than having to watch them on the telly. But you can you can uh, you can catch up on them, can't you? You can do the yeah, but but you've still got to wait a week, really. Unless you unless that's right. So you can do it in retrospect. But there are shows that do. So for example, if you go to Netflix, what Netflix often do is release the whole series when when it's released. When the whole thing's when the first episode is there, you can then binge. Right. Some keep you waiting and stuff, but it's becoming more and more apparent. I heard iPlayer are going to do that, that they're saying that that should be the go-to place. But that, do you think this is sort of symptomatic of our age that we're in now? Because, like, you know, when we were younger, you would it was just accepted. Well, you, well, you would wait a week between series. Because it was that was the done thing. Yeah, that was, yeah. yeah you, I know. But now everybody wants it straight away. Yeah, I, I was say, working on the... I've been working on this project at work, which has stopped me doing a load of things. Even it, thank God we didn't have to record podcasts because I just wouldn't have had the time to do it. However, I've, I've needed something in the background, so I've put something on the TV, um, something that I don't, I'm not interested in, or rather, don't think I'm going to be interested in, just so it's in the background. Right. And then I get into it, so I want the next episode. Right. Now I can do that. I can I can do that now, and yeah. so for me, it's like that's the obvious thing to do is release the whole thing, but or at least, or at least, when a series is finished, I can then watch the whole thing in a couple of days. See, I'm I'm all right, sort of spinning it out, but I tell you what, I find difficulty with nowadays series is just last forever. Like for example, like we lost. Yeah. I started watching it, and I thought, yeah, this is interesting. 
But then it goes on for season after season after season, and I just sort of lose interest in it. I know what you're saying. There are, there's almost an expectancy that the next season will definitely happen. Yeah. Whereas I got the feeling with. There's a cat. <laughs> I have the feeling that with. Um, so, say Tales Unexpected for example that after that first season they did some analytics and then worked out whether they would commission the next yeah. series yeah. there was no preconception it was let's see how well it did and then let's book the next things in but with some of them I sort of wonder if they ought to have applied that sort of uh, analytical view to it a bit earlier because I have been sort of watching ahead a bit here yeah. and there are some really sort of Unexciting ones that I've, yeah. I've found. Particularly, I, I'm not keen on the American ones. Yeah, I didn't really like this one. Right. The, 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 let, we we should we can kick the show off now, right? Yeah. Okay. So there's his intro. Did we do any intro music there? We didn't have the intro music. No, no. Let's go. Okay. Welcome back, guys. This is the episode of the first episode of season two of the Tales of the Unexpected, and you are listening to the tales, the taley tales about the unexpected tales that are on the TV that were once on the TV, and we're we, going to talk about them. That I mean, that obviously is uh, yet another uh, name for this podcast, yeah. the Taily Tales, as we <laughs> we will now be called. Yeah. Now, anybody who is catching up on these on. Sky Go, for example, will notice that season one includes some of the official season two episodes. And I pointed this out to you because that's oh what I, yeah yeah yeah. Now, when we bought the box set, the, the DVD box set, when you go onto the internet, when you see the production, uh, sorry, the aired date, you can quite clearly see that the episode we're about to see is the first episode of season two. You can quite clearly see that we're right. And Sky Go got, got it absolutely wrong. So maybe this is a, a message. <laughs> listen, we, listen to us, not we, them. That's... Yeah, we know they're listening, <laughs> and we've we've we're on to you, right? This is the place to be if you want to listen to this podcast. And we're going to crack on now with um, Royal Jelly, which stars Tim West, Sue George, <laughs> and and Andrew Ray as. Uh, is credited as Percy Haywood. I mean, and I'm thinking that this can it can only be that he is the guy who interviews him later on. Yeah, because there are only there's a pretend baby who is yeah. uh, playing a baby. Yeah. Um, the news reporter Tim and Sue. So, um, Andrew Ray therefore must be the news reporter. It's got to be. The, gotta the be. reason I mention it is he is in fact in another episode as a news reporter not as a news reporter as the as the the lead actually oh excellent brilliant he must have like they were like we need a good news reporter he did a great job and like i wonder if he could do other things i'll tell you i'll tell you another thing that he did do actually uh on broadway he uh starred with uh, angela lansbury in uh, a show called a taste of honey oh well there's a link to what we're gonna do that's a great find well, I love Murder, She Wrote as well. I could spend... I've said to Michelle that when I'm, like, poorly and I'm old, you know, and I've got, like, mental problems... Yeah. That In fact, this could be my... Sort of, uh, what would you call it? My... When I'm putting it... When I'm making it public. My will and testament. Yeah, yeah. That 
now I've got sane mind, right? Uh-huh. When when it when I've lost my mind, this is my own instruction. Living will, living will, living will. Thank you. Um, when I've lost my mind, what I want is I need to be in a home. I don't care what the home is, as long as I have a little a DVD player, a TV set, and a significant amount of Murder She Wrote episodes to watch. Right. Because that's uh, and Poirot and Agatha Christie. As though actually, who done it? Just basically murders, murder problems. Okay, so uh, there it is. It's on air now. It, it can't be denied. We're going to start... I'll just, just come back at you about Angela Lansbury. Lanzo, yeah. Okay. As, as she was called. Did you know that her daughter um, was sort of affiliated to the Manson family? No, but you're into that thing, aren't yeah, you? So yeah. what um, was her affiliation? Well, she used to hang around with them, and uh, she actually... She was, I think she was only 14 or something, but she used to have a, a letter signed by Angela Lansbury to say that she was happy for her to hang with the Manson That's clan. amazing. Were they officially called the family, or was that a news thing? Well, was that a Charlie, thing? Charlie says not. He yeah. says that, that that sort of came later on. That they, they were just... Nothing, really. They were just, just together as a group. Yeah. And it, it sort of later became the Manson family. Yeah. OK. Right. So, back to Royal Jeopardy. <laughs> we start with Roel, Roald Dahls. In his study again. Yeah. Okay. Nice to see him again. We've, it's been a while. And um, he's explaining a, a story that happened once when he was in New York and he saw a, a pot of what he, was, what he saw was royal jelly... And he didn't know what it was. He was it was described as the elixir of youth, uh-huh. and it cost quite a bit. Three ounces cost three hundred and something dollars. Three hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Which, which we even now that seems a bit excessive for. Well, it does not it? Sum up because we don't know what it is, right? Because he, you know he says that this is in nineteen fifty nine. I mean, so how much would that be in today's money? I, I don't know. You're going to do some conversion there. I, I'm, I'm I don't think it, it can't be that specific in Google. You can't say what was $350. You have to say, you have to put uh, uh, d- dollars to pound conversion in year. Really? In years or something like that. Right. right. Okay. While you do that, right. okay, um, I'll just explain this, the setup then. So he goes into his shop and he was, he's explained that this thing was the elixir of youth. And then he says, and I drank the whole pot when he bought it. That's right, isn't it? Uh-huh. Now, he says, I won't tell you what happened because it'll spoil the story. Which sort of suggests that... Uh, Whatever well, happens at the end of the story happened to him. What happened to Right, to okay, Robert. so we'll see. What, bear we'll, that in mind. Yeah, we'll bear that in mind and we'll go back to that point when we come... <laughs> to the end of that story right so the intro to this is Tim West is walking around his, his farmyard farmhouse now on the the gates of the farmhouse it says honey for sale so we've already got the, the idea now that this guy beekeeper or at least has honey for sale right okay right. so but Tim West then walking around his garden and sure enough he's got beehives he is walking around his garden and how long is he walking around well for about five minutes <laughs> and it's plinky plonky piano music right? now then these episodes are generally with excluding the commercial break yeah. what about 25 minutes long 20 <laughs> so for, for like a fifth of the episode he's just walking around to plinky plonky did you did that bother you well it just goes on far too long didn't it? far too long and actually that that tone is set because not a great deal happens here so anyway, he's walking around through his bees, and I said here it's a quite a long intro. And I, so I just thought, what's the message? What's his? So 
he's flitting between them. Maybe that's the message that he's you know he's part of the bee community. That you know he enjoys being part of the bees and stuff. He's proud of them and stuff. Yeah, well, and and I think uh, that uh, it's also to establish how many he's got. Yeah, because, because he, we later find out we, we actually later find out how big his garden is. That's right, yeah. six acres. Yeah, and it, it, as the scene progresses, he's walked through one, two, three, and then he opens up into another field where yeah. there's loads and loads. Okay, yeah. so so we we'll say we find out he's got eighty four hives. Yeah. Now, when he goes into the bees, this has always bothered me. First of all, he's doing his own stunts here because he's not wearing <laughs> a beekeeper outfit. Yeah. So he's just maybe. Maybe he is a beekeeper because we know he's like into the you know that's he did the canal stuff with yeah, yeah. Priscilla Presley. Presley. Yeah, yeah. No, he didn't do it with Priscilla. Presley. What's her name? <laughs> Prunella Scales. Prunella Scales, right? Okay. Um, there is actually about Prunella Scales. Yeah. There is actually a discussion on one of the forums on the, on the web about whether or not, or I should say whether, because or not is implied. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> whether. Whether. Uh, you ever see there is a, a Tales Unexpected where you see Prunella's tits oh lovely and uh, well there's some mammaries in this one as the, well isn't there the, sort of yeah. yeah yeah. but it turns out there isn't but there is this person who's got this false memory that he, that he <laughs> thinks he's seen Prunella's scales tits in Tales Unexpected <laughs> that's brilliant that's brilliant <laughs> okay maybe we should reference the guy so he can yeah, he can well, keep in touch with us <laughs> talking about keeping in touch actually we have some news, don't we, that, that didn't happen in series one. We decided that this, that because people were asking us questions p- kind of personally that knew us about the episodes in yeah. season one, yeah. and we thought it was about time that we actually got round to we, we're not after fame or anything like that, mm, are we? No, but no. this is a good way to, to extend this community of people who are into this podcast and into the show to get in touch with us. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll talk about that at the end, but uh, there is now a way to keep in touch with us and, and contact us. Well, that guy... Oh, right? that guy. He's called Jack Jack Gurney. Jack and, Gurney. And he posted it on uh, the Britmovie.co.uk forums. Thread tells unexpected, Prunella's missing norks. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, there, there is this and there is there is the discussion about it. Although uh, we do get, um, to, I need to. I like this guy, Timmy Lee. Lee. I need to see her tits. But it was the need, need to see her tits in um, capitals. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it, there's a lot of stuff put forward, but uh, it does not seem as though you can see them in there. Although there is a suggestion. I think it's in. I think it's in Target, which uh, starred um, Patrick Moore or Moore. Which is it? Which is he? Patrick Moore. One of them does yeah. World at Night, Sky um, at Night, and the Patrick, other one doesn't. Patrick Moore. 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 Patrick Moore does the Sky one. There's a suggestion anyway that you can see at least see her with her back to the camera. Naked in that. Oh, so you can uh, see her shoulder blades. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. So that uh, <laughs> I need to see her tits. It's also mentioned by Tygon Man that uh, Linda Bellingham got uh, yes. a kit off in Sweeney and in Confessions of a Driving Instructor. Did she? Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. That's before she was the Bisto woman, Bisto <laughs> family woman. So, what was the inflation on? What is three hundred and fifty dollars now? It's, that, uh, that there was been a royal jelly for three ounces. Two thousand and eighty-eight pounds. Fuck. So that's quite. So a- so if you've got a couple of grand, the 
like you, you well, you've got an elixir of youth, haven't you? Yeah, but I mean, squirrel. Sorry, listeners, <laughs> looking outside, there's a squirrel on the the, the fence there. Actually, L L my wife does that whenever it appears. She'll shout squirrel like that. Where if you're watching yeah. the TV or anything like that, she always shouts. Have you realised that when, when anybody sees a squirrel, they they just shout out squirrel. <laughs> they don't go hey, squirrel, but no, they see a squirrel and they go stop everything <laughs> squirrel. Which actually, I'm jumping ahead here, but Susan George, whenever she's got a new a story to tell Timothy West in this, she's running. She's, ah, I'm going to tell you some new news. And she's always running. She can't just wait. He goes, guess what? Anyway, look, we're jumping ahead here. So um, <laughs> when he goes into the bees then, mm-hmm. uh, he takes the lid off the bee thing, yep. the hive. Yep. Now then, my question here is, I wrote this down, why don't the bees all piss off when the lid's open? And then, how do they get in and out, right? Mm-hmm. And then, how do they know what they're doing? Right. Well, what I would say is... <laughs> It's not a sealed unit. They don't come in through the lid. On the front of a beehive, you have like a little doorway. Right. And they come in and out through that at will. So they know what to do. Yeah. Which can be dangerous because like, you can get wasps and shit going in there and then it, there can be all sorts of fights and stuff like that. But that, that's so there. So I'm suspecting, therefore, that they don't go because they're doing whatever their ivy jobs are. Uh, how they know what to do, I don't know. Yeah. It's, a bit, it's a bit sort of mystical. I'll tell you on, uh, if you watch um, uh, I'm a Celebrity, get me out of it. Yes. So they have like little bits where they have like a, um, creatures doing things like a praying mantis grabbing stuff and things like that. There's a, a spider in that which has like a web on its front feet right. and it wraps up a creature in it. Right. And I, and I think how on earth do those sort of spiders learn that that's how that they how they do it right because they're not only with the parents they're not brought up by parents spiders go up you know according to Charlotte's web at least they sort of leave the nest or whatever it is well a black widow will climb with its eggs climb to the top of a a, a thick piece of grass uh-huh. wait for a gust of wind and then right they so so it's not there to tell them yeah so and how do they know what design webs to do. Where does this information come from? How do they know that they're not a web builder? How do they know they're the one that put it on the legs? I don't know. There's got to be something amazing, though, isn't it? It's got to be like race memory Na- or something. Nature has nature doesn't work to a moral code or rules. Okay, it just fight, it just works it out. We're the stupid ones. We're the jokes. Which is I always like that thing that uh, uh, Lovecraft and and those authors of Lovecraftian sort of. Uh, uh. Flair would. How do you say Cthulhu? Cthulhu. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Well, the the theory is, I think this is written down that it's it's the it's the guttural sound that it makes. So it's oh, not it makes, but that we. It's not a word; it's a sound, and the closest you can get to saying that sound is You're Cthulhu. <laughs> Cthulhu. Anyway, sorry, um, go on. You were telling us about Lovecraftian writing. Yes. So they would. They said that they're kind of the elder gods. Yeah. Uh, don't, I, don't, I can't remember if they put humans on the earth, but humans are the joke. Humans are the plaything. Because we're—I mean, if you look at how we operate, we're ridiculous. We've got—we think we're important, but when you look at how nature works, it's like they've worked it out. 
they know what they're doing. They have their structure. Yeah. Nobody's told them how to do this. That's it. It's amazing. So these bees are... They just know what they're doing. Yeah. Right? And it's interesting because they're... They must have been in situ. That, that, that bee area must have already existed before this filming began for this episode. That makes sense. Yeah, I suppose so. Because yeah. they have to be really? doing that. So, yeah. so you've got this new guy coming in, who does that? Does it again with his own stunts. Now that becomes apparent later as to why he doesn't wear the the gear, is, yes, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah. Part of his, I guess, character, isn't it? Yeah. That, that he, he that's what he does. He likes to be amongst the bees rather than. Uh, See, I don't know them. what he's doing though. There, right? Because as you say, he comes along, he lifts the lid off. He takes out a, a comb, I think that they call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pokes at it. Yeah. Tastes it. Yeah, and then... Identifies where they've been. Comments on which which plant and stuff, yeah. Yeah, just to the bees, that's yeah. all. And then puts it back. Yeah. Puts the lid on. What's but none of the others. Didn't do it with any of the others. Yeah. And what, what, has he, what has he achieved? By well, that? for now, eight or nine minutes, <laughs> we've got without nothing, right? Which, ironically, is... Pretty very similar to what we've been doing here. We've been <laughs> just chatting and catching up. Right, okay, so you go back into the house. Susan George is there feeding a baby. Now she's yeah. got a bit of a cold. She looks like under the weather and stuff. She looks shit, and that we <laughs> understand that the baby is struggling to eat. Not, not, not eating, is it? Not drinking, eating, or yeah, drinking through the bottle. Now then, he then comes in, Tim, Tim West comes back in, comments on the, the time. On yeah, the yeah. grandfather clock, yeah. for some reason, because it stopped. It stopped. Now then, that almost felt like it was part of the story, but for me, unless I missed something, you could have removed the conversation about the grandfather clock. Is that right? He's wanting to know. Well, he's wanting to know what time it is because he's he's wanting to watch something on the telly. But he could have just looked at a clock or his wristwatch. Yeah, but then the, the grandfather clock which, you know, it's perhaps not the easiest thing to say, does make another appearance later on. It does, but just for its storage. Yeah. And that, again, seemed a little bit like you don't want that. But, right, well, it could be, could it be that he's used it for storage before? And that this has, in (laughs) fact, then stopped the pendulum swinging. Oh, oh, I suppose, yeah. So when he he comes in and he realises the clock needs winding up... Yeah. And then I just thought the function of a grandfather clock is that kind of like you wind it up and you do that yeah. pendulum thing. It just doesn't seem like it's necessary to have already spent, we're now 10 minutes in. And <laughs> and we're going to walk around the garden, we've poked we, the bees, he's wound yeah, his clock up, none of yeah. which has really. Wound me up as well. Yeah. <laughs> right, so notice on top of the TV, because he's, again, yeah, now we get to the point where he's like, he's waiting for something to come on TV. Yeah. We don't know what that is yet. Turns out it's him, actually, isn't it? Yeah, with with Andrew Ray. Yeah. Um, On top of the TV is the TV Times and Radio Times. You had to have both in those days. (laughs) Uh, And also, you had to have them. There was, I guess, was teletext uh, a function that wasn't on all TVs, teletext and CFAX? Yeah, I mean, I I remember probably when I... About 1980, I would have thought. It was just sort of coming out of it, Mm. I would have thought. Uh, so yeah, by, but it was very difficult to know what was on telly. I mean, you'd be in your paper every day, but if you didn't buy a daily paper, yeah, and you had to buy them both. You had to buy them both, yeah. A Radio Times, as I remember, was printed on real thin paper, not shiny. TV Times, TV, shiny, yeah, yeah. probably could have because of adverts. Yeah. TV Times, like newspaper, in a shiny cover. Yeah. Is that, yeah, um, and 
it was for me even now Christmas really starts when the Radio yeah. Times double episode comes out oh it does doesn't yeah. it yeah that, that's the sign you sit down and you ring the the episodes that you're going to watch and what you wanted to record yeah. w, w for watch and R for record well I, yeah I, I used to like when I was a kid I'd sort of go through it because I, I like films as you know and I'd go through and I remember one year there was a um, like a Jack Lemon season and uh, I was really really excited about that because I think he's very yeah. Yeah, yeah that, well, that's the thing. You, you had to plan ahead. Now, yeah. now I, I often find myself missing things because I don't check ahead. Yeah. I just wait for things to happen and then trust that it's on catch-up. Which goes back to where we introduced this whole uh, yeah. podcast. Going back to the story then, the baby is poorly, obviously, okay? And I've capitalised this. I wrote in extra big words, the baby is poorly. So that's... Uh, and I, I was anticipating that's probably that yeah. story is going to be ongoing and it does but don't you think he seems oddly sort of unconcerned about it he, he does because he's mainly concerned about his TV show yeah yes. which you know that's not really very good is it because I mean obviously Susan George worried to distraction yeah he didn't seem to really care but he he leaves Susan George to take the baby upstairs yeah. the baby's still crying you always hear that in the background mm-hmm. he's watching his interview and the there's some commentary about what's happening in the video is that he's explaining how bees work. Now, yeah. could you... He, he goes through a bit of science, doesn't he? So what what's the key output of that conversation? Well, the key output seems to be that there is... The, there's the royal jelly, isn't it? The, the, yeah, the, right. They all start off as the same sort of... As the, larva. Equal as, yeah. as larva. And then the, the most of them get royal jelly just for a period of three days. But to that, help them on their way. To help them on the way, get a bit of a kickstart. But that one of them, which will later become the Queen, gets fed it its whole time. And, and what he tells us there is that... Uh, oh, no, that's, no, that's later on. Uh, no, it's now. Where are we now? We're talking to Andrew Ray, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> what he tells us there, and, and this, this, is, this is surprising, is that uh, if, you, if, you, if you give it to the Queen... It increases its weight by 1,500 times in five days. Yeah. Now, they then go on. Now, apropos apparently, it seems, of nothing at all, the Andrew Ray decides to give us an example of what would happen if this was given to a seven and a half pound baby. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because what we've also been told before this TV episode is shown... Uh, is that the baby is like skin and bones? Yeah. Now you never. It's there's no cruelty involved in this. The baby is constantly wrapped up, so we go. We're, it's hearsay, but the baby is really, really thin. It's not eating. It's going to be poorly, and they're actually genuinely frightened that the baby's going to die. I say they, meaning her. Yeah, she, he she couldn't care. He, he couldn't care less. As long as he sees himself on the television. on the TV. But whilst he's watching the TV. Uh, you can see an idea forming in his his head, can't you? Yeah. Well, what we, now what there's we, a continuity error here. Right. Yeah. Which I need to come back to later. So pin it. Right. Okay. We'll come back to it. But an idea strikes him. Now we don't really know what it is. I we, I think if you're watching this, you have a vague idea that he's listening to a a story about royal jelly being like this this cool kind of potion. Yeah. And he's got a poorly baby, so mix the two. Yeah. Right. Well, we have been treated in the meantime to a shot of uh, which I thought is this gratuitous Susan George in her underwear. So she, yeah, we cut back to whilst this TV show's going on, we see her in her underwear. Now, thing is, she's 
what I like about ladies is not super skinny. Yeah. Right? So she's like a proper lady. She's beautiful looking and stuff, but then we see, she turns to the camera and she's wearing this bra. Yeah, yeah. And the boobs are good. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. This was, I don't think, as much as I enjoyed it, it was necessary. Well, this is what I was thinking, right? But then I noticed, when we flipped back to the story... They're talking about mammary glands, right? Yes. So I'm thinking, is that? You know? Yeah. So it was a what do they call it? Juxtaposition, don't they? Yeah. Okay, so they they it's the same thing but different. Yeah. Same but different. And so then, does that justify its use? You see, yeah. I'm thinking. Frank. It. Do, I don't know if it def- absolutely justifies it because what they could have done was had a shot of her trying to breastfeed, maybe, and then that would have you know. It, but this was it felt slightly gratuitous. If we go back to season one, where the uh, Joan Collins episode, and she was kind of flirting and, you know, all that sort of stuff, yeah, and she was yeah. being a little bit kinky and stuff in yeah, part, yeah. that would have been a more appropriate part to have a bra shot. Yeah, and, and, it, and it would have been Joni, of course. Yeah, it would have been Joan, who we're going to try and get on this we podcast yeah, for the yeah. future. So, uh, anyway, but this shot, we, we see her in a bra, and I just put Susan George's boobs. And <laughs> whatever the story... Oh, I'm just pleased that it was in that episode. Right, so then... Um, now then, uh, yeah, and, and uh, we also know now uh, the names haven't been used overly at this point, but it's he's called Albert, she's Mabel, she's called Mabel, yeah. Um, and yeah, so this idea is materialising his head. He goes upstairs. She's crying her ass off in bed. Yeah, and he, what he does is he takes. <laughs> you sounded as though you cared as much as he yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> he takes the baby out and says. Uh, look, uh, well, actually, he it looks like he's about to tell her something. Yeah. But then he realises, no, I best not. So he takes the baby out anyway and says, well, you sleep through, have a good 12 hours or whatever it is. Yeah. I think he says that. And then what we think... So I don't think I'm jumping the gun here. I think he was going to feed the baby royal jelly. Yeah. Does right. he then go down and is the programme still on? Because if not, then there's something else from no. the programme. Because in the programme... When he's he only goes up after the program's finished. Right. However, we're treated to this final line that, that the newscaster yeah. says, which yeah. is, he, um, if you look at him, he looks he looks like a bee. Yeah. Which I couldn't see, could you? No, we, no. There was no need for it. If you've had a stripy shirt yeah. on, maybe. Maybe. Know. Yeah, and flying around. Black, I mean, black, black rings. Stinging somebody. <laughs> right. So then, I think it was around this time that there seems to be a commercial break. Is that right? It seems to be halfway, and yeah. then the screen goes black, and then it comes back where she wakes up in the bed. The room's dark, so we don't know if it's later that night or whenever, but she opens the curtains, and it's the next day, and it's a beautiful sunny day outside, and she can't hear anybody, so she runs. Whoa! She goes outside in the garden, and he's like, yeah, I'm just fucking around with these bees and stuff. And yeah, yeah. The baby's there, and he says, "Yeah, she's fine." Fed her, fed her some ounces, three ounces, I think, or six maybe, or something like that. Well, he's 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 been feeding her sort of over a period of time, yeah. twos, threes. It seems quite important to well, to put an amount to it, yeah, uh, and, and, and see, timings as well. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and again, I'm, I was thinking. Is this going on a bit? Are we back in the light in these sort of land of walking round here? Yeah, establishing all this. See, I a little bit later on in my notes, I've written down that so far this doesn't 
I think I know where this is going and yeah. it feels quite oh it's a bit weird but it's like the unexpectedness has been creeping up on us and now I think anything's going to be an anticlimax here it's like you, yeah. know, you can't really surprise me anymore with, <laughs> with what's going on however we'll give it the benefit of the doubt and um, he mentions that the baby's plumper in the face um, he's having a the baby's having a snooze and then he goes for a snog with Susan. Oh, yeah. He was yeah. weird. And then he tries to... Yeah, starts undoing the top. Get her boobies it? out. Yeah. And she's like, now people might see us. And, and I'm sort of glad that the baby starts <laughs> to cry at that point. <laughs> so the baby starts to cry. Because otherwise, you know... I mean, thankfully, he was leading her off into the bushes. But <laughs> yeah. I didn't even want to think about what was going to happen there. Let mine see it. So no. I, I was quite pleased. Yeah, absolutely. So now we... Then later on, we cut to... Uh, a scene where she's feeding the baby again. Baby looks happy, sounds happier, and we gather it's about a week later. Is that right? She, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I get that feeling. Yeah. Which you ought to bear. We ought to bear in mind, considering what we've already heard about the weight gaining properties. Yes, absolutely. So seven. Well, he said. Remember, I think she, it, it, she's mentioning the fact that oh, she's only drank three ounces, yeah. and he says only last week. You'd have said, yeah. Right. That was, but also he said, you know, remember when I took over doing the feeding, yeah. you know, all so so well, it, it does indicate a quite a big period of time. Seven days seems about right in my head. Which, I mean, because obviously, as you say, it's sort of quite clear what's happening now. Yeah, yes, really. yes. According to Andrew Ray, the, the kid would be weighing five tons by now. Yes, they wouldn't be able to move it. Yeah, and you would have noticed. That's right, and and looking a bit like a bee. <laughs> which I'm going to come back to later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He also says um, when he's kind of like saying the progress of the baby. You know, you're doing really well, and it refers to the baby as my little queen. My, my little queen. My little queen. Yeah, my little we queen. should also probably mention that if you're not going to look at this episode or watch this episode, that they've got. Would you? Is it? Um, I want to say. Black country is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of east, yeah. uh, west, southwest of England. Yeah, well, it seems it seems to cover quite a large area. Somerset, it? yeah. It of. shouldn't co- cover such a large area because I, I think you should be able to sort of figure it out. But we had a girl who came to our school, uh, and she'd actually come from Birmingham. But we thought that she sounded like the Wurzels. Yeah, well, the but the Brummie accent and the the Black Country accent are the similarities in it, isn't it? It's, it's just that, isn't it? Well, when I've been down on training courses, that's what they call Birmingham, the black, the black country in, in the firm I was working for. That's the black country office or something. Oh, right, OK. Whereas I thought it was a bit further down. Well, so. well, I don't know. You see, this is it. But, so we called her Wurz. We called her yeah. Joe jo Wurz. Yeah, Joe Wurz. Um, yeah. Good old Joe Wurz. Um, so then she... Uh, the, I think, look, abridge some of this... She's constantly running when she has news and she's explaining, oh, the baby's doing well and then they're going to dinner and stuff. And now then, here's our final piece. Okay, so they're at dinner um, and she hears the baby cry. Uh She realises, or they both realise that it's bang on the dot because the clock chimes. Oh, yeah, bang on the dot, you know. She goes to collect the baby and in the meantime, he gets up from his chair... Goes into the grandfather clock, takes out a jar. The grandfather the clock. Grandfather clock, yeah. Right, right. And then pours the contents of the a little bit of the contents of the jar into, in the, into the, milk the milk bottle. 
and then starts eating again. Baby comes back down with Susan George and she starts feeding it and and during the feeding he starts I think that there's a, a little bit of a conversation that she says you were going to tell me something last week yeah. or a few nights ago or something like that and it comes out that actually he's probably put something into thing yeah and she she says what beer i don't know why she just jumped yeah. to the beer thing yeah i, I, I thought that yeah, that's it was a strange sort of thought the first yeah. first things to put into baby's bottle would be beer anyway <laughs> so he goes no it's not it's yeah. it's royal jelly and i uh, know or jelly did he say because she says what fruit, fruit jelly fruit jelly yeah yeah he goes no 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 royal jelly no the bee shit and, and he goes well not not shit obviously. no not poo yeah. and he goes on to say it, that it costs more than gold it costs more than gold. Right. Yeah. Now, what interests me is the costs of certain items concerning taking into consideration what must be in them, right? Yeah. Because I'll tell you what it is. It's fish food, right, that really sort of gets my goat. Right. You know, if you go around the supermarket, it tells you how much stuff costs per 100 grams and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, if you look at fish food, then you find out that it actually costs £104 a kilogram for fish for goldfish food. Right. What's in it? Flakes. Flakes of shit. There's nothing... You can buy fillet steak in Asda for £29.49 a kilogram. Yeah. Fish food is more than five times as expensive as fillet steak. <laughs> How is that justified? <laughs> yeah, because it's like... Like... Bits of paper, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, what can they be making it from? Yeah. It can't be justified. Why do they do it? How can they get away with it? I don't know. <laughs> so, um, anyway, turns out it's not jelly. It's it's, it's royal it's royal jelly. Yeah, yeah. And then he starts giving us some science behind it. Okay, you know, he says I was watching the TV program. I gave myself the answer when I was on the TV program. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it's because it's gonna. Give her, uh, he's going to make her grow. It's, you know, she's, I, I can't remember the exact science it gives, but it, it's taken a bit of convincing for her to understand. So she runs off. Like, what the fuck are you doing with my, my kid? Has, has he told her by this time that, in fact, he's been taking it? Oh, yes. In fact, no. He, he's, no, he says this next. Right. Okay, right. This is, that's a funny bit. So she goes upstairs and she puts the, almost putting the baby to sleep, I guess, or something like that, because uh-huh. it's finished. Oh, yeah, in she, the meantime. Is she weighing it? Yeah, is she doing something like that? Probably. She's because, got a hoist set up yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. She's sort of got it on a, so like when I was with yeah. chains, like they have it in the garage. Yeah, so she would she, need that, in fact, but in fact, she's just putting it in a basket, you think. Yeah, she, what happens is the baby drinks this potion super quick yeah and she's like look he's finished it you, you've created a monster sort of thing right. she doesn't say that but then she runs off and obviously I guess to see how much the baby weighs now and then <laughs> he's left at the dinner table and then he makes a little buzzing sound <laughs> he does <laughs> like that, huh? first I mean, time first time this is the first time <laughs> ever any yeah. suggestion yeah. now then comes up to the room Okay, and he's stood in the doorway watching what she's doing. And well, what I can only describe is like through his through the gaps in his shirt where the buttons are. Yeah, a tuft, a of, tuft, a, a, a tuft. Hair. Now, this has not been there. No, it wasn't there a minute ago. <laughs> this tuft has grown in the time it's taken him to get up. <laughs> and yeah, and he's now. 
over pronouncing S's and, yeah. and Z's with the Z's yeah, yeah. like that. Uh, uh, over, how long would it take him? 10 seconds to get up the yeah. stairs? So, so he's turned to a beer, and now now then, what he's saying is that the reason why he's acting all strange and stuff is, is he reveals now that when she was ex- not ex- no, before no. she was expected yeah. to to increase f- fertility because he'd said that they were trying for a while. Do you yeah. remember? He goes, "You remember we were trying for a while, and then all of a sudden we got pregnant." It's another. It's another image I don't want in my mind. But <laughs> you do it, yeah. So he's been slurping down the jelly, uh, gallons of it. He says, which yeah. is what you said earlier. Yeah, right, gallons of it. Okay, now. The, the amount that they can give to a uh, a bee increases its weight yeah. fifty by fifteen hundred times in five days. He's been drinking gallons of it, right? For the last twelve months, he we says, know yeah. he's got eighty four hives because he's told us before. <laughs> Half of the hives he's put over to royal jelly production. As far as we know, there's none of it left. He's been eating twenty four hives worth of royal jelly for months, <laughs> <laughs> and yet he's not weighing five tons. Is he? No. So, so. Also, the the effects of becoming a bee. Have only just started to kick in, <laughs> but they're fast. Well, then he's like, he touches her arm, and the camera follows his arm, his arm down. Yeah, there's more tufts coming it's out. Now of his stick, sleeve. It's now sticking out the bottom of his yeah. sleeve, isn't it? They both walk over to the baby, and then they turn the baby around. Yeah, you don't get to see its face, but, but it it sounds like. It's got a bee face. Is that right? <laughs> Have I misunderstood this? Because you don't see it, but they look at the baby's face and go, oh, or she does. Yeah. And then there's a weird effect. <laughs> <laughs> Which is sort of like, well, what used to use in Top of the Pops. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you get like, nine, there are very few Top of the Pops they can now use because of Jimmy Savile, aren't they? <laughs> the only ones they can use are like stuff from like early 80s. So they're always on. <laughs> And uh, you get them like where the picture bounces around, yeah. giving a trail after it. Or yeah, the, like that. that's it. It's a picture that starts buzzing as it moves like this, and it leaves this trail. Yeah. So it's again, it's kind of like it's emulating the the a bee, yeah. but but not at all. What I thought would have been great is because you saw a shot of his back. Yeah. Right, is that two wings just shot out of the back? <laughs> that would have been. That would have been. Like, I mean, all right, I, I give it to you, okay. But nothing like that happens. So, and then the episode finishes with the music and the credits rolling yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So that was it. And as I say, I think the unexpected bit happened around halfway through. Yeah, yeah. So there was no surprise in this last bit, and actually. The bit where you find out exactly what's happened, which not only has there been a long, long enough build-up to say, oh, yeah, okay, I get it, but the actual shocky bit at the end isn't... It's badly, it's badly done. Yes. It's yeah. just badly done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say, if you want to see badly done ones, this is not the best example of a badly done one. <laughs> there are a lot worse. <laughs> I, I like the badly done ones. But I also need a decent enough story, and, yeah. and for me, as I say, there's not enough story here. Yeah. It's it's it felt like it was just somebody had was working to a word count, <laughs> and they hit the word count, and they didn't review what was in the rest of those words. Yeah, well, yeah. they just they've obviously sort of so we'll just have a bit more walking, shall we? So to address the point we made right at the beginning there, which was that Roald Dahl is has basically said that he's either a bee, yeah, or Eternal living, and well, we, we, we know that the, both of those things. Well, we 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 know he didn't have eternal living. We didn't to have be fair. Time. We don't know whether he was in fact a bee. Well, he didn't die a bee. <laughs> well, do we? Do we know? 
It, was it was it open casket as they call it? I don't know. Maybe he did die as a bee. No, he didn't. He kind of died as a bee. <laughs> well, well. Mm. Anyway, but, uh, that's the end of that episode. That is the end of season, the first episode of season first two. series. No, no, the first episode, third of episode, two, series yeah. two. It's yeah. now we're now done. We're back into the string of things, and um, as we said right at the beginning there. Uh, the episode we now have a way to uh, for you to contact us and you just do whatever you want so here's 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 how you can first of all should we go to the social media side of things right so we have a, a twitter account set up um, which we haven't started tweeting from as of today um, by the time this po- this episode airs we there may have been some activity yeah, I'm sure but you'll find us at um, it's the Unexpected Tales site, and you'll find us at Unexpected Guys. Um, so uh, yeah, get in touch with us that way. And if you want to email us, then we are at uh, Tales of the Unexpected, curly at Outlook dot com. So yeah, so um, fairly simple. Um, you by all means let us know if we've made mistakes. Um, let us know if you want to contribute anything. Yeah. Just, just Any, anything look. you want us to have a look at. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. We, we, we thought we might look at other uh, shows, didn't we? Yeah. So we we will definitely, definitely be finishing the whole of Tales of the Expected, but we can isolate one or two episodes from different things we mentioned inside Number Nine. I think Black Mirror is a good one as well, yeah. um, and maybe even a few movies that have. Those unexpected sort of twisty turns. So really, any, anything anybody wants to say to us, really, yeah. we'd, be, we'd be grateful to hear. Yeah, we? it'd be lovely to hear from you. So what we'll do is we will um, see you next week. In the meantime, uh, can we have a bit of a, a synopsis of next week's episode? Yeah, uh, we can. Next week we've got uh, Skin, which uh, stars Derek Jacobi, uh, Claudius there, right. and. Uh, it's about an old street beggar who's a former tattooist. And uh, what he discovers... Well, no, he doesn't discover it, I suppose. What he has that is priceless and what he does with it. Yeah, I remember this episode. Yeah. It's set in France, isn't it? Or yeah, it like is. You get, yeah. you get quite a few of them set in France. Yeah. I don't know if it was just like the, the cheap jolly over there for... for yeah. Uh, but, yeah, this is one of those. OK, right. See you next week, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, and out, we're gone. Bye. Bye. Bye.